0: Hello and welcome to Wakey twogs Bagpipe and History Podcast, where I, your host Jeremy, explores the possible repertoire of 18th and early 19th century bagpipers. Come and let's enjoy some tunes. Here is a little bit of kind of a mini-episode. It was supposed to be a very mini-episode, but as things go, I got a little bit distracted and it wound up being maybe a full-size episode. The point of this was to do a quick little check-in about audio quality. Uh, I had a couple messages from listeners. I love getting feedback, uh, especially want to make sure the podcast is, like, accessible and not a burden to listen to. And uh, some of the descriptions made it clear that, oh, that was going to be. But I wasn't sure if it was people currently listening or kind of listening to the back catalog. So um, I've been working uh, since season six has started. It has been tricky because of the two interview episodes. So most of our episodes have been kind of more interview, I suppose, than um, music. But uh, kind of the issue is the sound level where uh, people have mentioned that me like my podcast is a little bit quieter or a lot of bit quieter um, than other shows they listen to. And particularly kind of the, the normalizing can be a little bit rough uh, especially in the early stuff. I, I know um, between like talking and then piping. So I'll be talking really quietly and then the pipes will get super loud. This is the thing I've been kind of working on not consistently, but especially in season six uh, I, I got the feedback before season six started. And so I've been trying to work at it. Um, But I just got another email saying kind of the same thing, but it was that's the one that I'm not sure if they're back cataloging or kind of current. So anyway, this is just to say, if you listen to the podcast and have also had frustrations where I'm quieter than everything you listen to, or the piping is significantly louder than the talking or that kind of thing. Uh, if you could let me know, you can just email in at way 2 at gmail.com. There's also some sort of contact thing that Fireside has for our podcast hosting. I'll put my email in the show notes. It's always there. Um, let me know or, or comment on it. And if you see this on a Facebook, Twitter, something like that. Um but yeah, I'd like to make it accessible. I realize I listen to all my podcasts through noise canceling headphones, which is a pretty forgiving medium, I think. Um so so yeah. Uh the funny result of that is uh, I did a live stream talking about this, but I recorded this episode um in order to talk about or, or all the tunes for it, uh, in order to talk about sort of what are the issues and how the sound quality has been and that sort of thing. And then uh, something was wrong with the Audacity file, I think is what it was. Uh, And all of the tunes that I recorded sound like trash. Uh, And I don't know why. And uh, it kind of inspired me to finally get a new recorder. So I've been using the same Zoom H2 recorder for about 20 years. Uh, I dropped it in Lake Superior about 19 or 18 years ago. No, I guess it was, I guess it was less than that. I dropped it in like Superior nine years ago and I've still been using it and it's worked great. Um, but lately I noticed like the software is just old and as I got a new computer, uh, it added a couple new steps to be able to connect it. So I've been meaning to get a new zoom, uh, or a new recording setup of some sort. And, um, zoom H2s are still pretty affordable for, what they're doing, Uh, I kind of am imagining getting a new, much more fancy audio setup um, in a couple years' time, but for now, I kind of needed something, and so we're using a new recorder. Uh, This is a new Zoom H2N uh, during that last episode where John Charles and I were chatting about his um, kind of Gaelic song piping projects that he's going to be working on. Uh, I recommended he get one of these and I was still using my old one and I think that more than a little bit is why our sound levels are so wildly kind of displaced, but shows that yeah, my audio levels are a little bit off. So anyway, I'm just this year, just this last couple months, starting to play around with limiters and compressors and um, so yeah, I don't know, either the audio quality is going to sound way more crappy and like you're in a studio, if you don't like that, I'm sorry. I kind of don't like it, but I also don't like the idea of people listening to my music and then having to turn the volume up super loud and then, uh be kind of shocked when bagpipes happen. So, uh, anyway, so I'm trying to fix these things. I'm not an audio engineer though. So, uh, any feedback or tips would be appreciated. Um, Yeah. I'm gonna try to do this in a way that's, uh, I'm hoping I can, if you are an audio head, I'm hoping that I can just like select the track of all of me speaking and compress all of that and kind of have the piping at roughly the same decibel level. That's what I've been doing rather than condensing is just amplifying uh, to a consistent decibel level is sort of what I've been thinking of doing, Um, but I'm not sure if it's it's not being successful then I'm gonna need to figure something else out. So anyway, yeah. Hi. So our episode is actually going to be about the tune "Trip Up the Stairs." So I guess I'll start with the um, the oldest setting that I have of it. Maybe it makes sense. Let's start with the reason that this that this turned out to be the tune. Uh, a couple a couple days ago, I got a comment on an Instagram video. And it was from like Christmas of several years ago. And it was before I had done like the, you know, it, it was right in the lead up to me thinking I was going to play a tune every day, which I did in 2020. So it's like 2019. And uh, I played Tripping Up the Stairs and I knew I had seen that title in O'Farrell's Pocketbook Companion. So I was like, oh, cool. Tripping Up the Stairs, this awesome session tune is also a historic one. Um, but it's not. It's a really different thing, but I hadn't, I didn't spend the time to actually look at O'Farrell setting for tripping up the stairs, I was just learning the session version of it and assumed they were the same thing. So anyway, here is that Instagram video from way back in 2019, uh, uh, one chanter, uh, and many, many hours of practice ago, but here's me playing the session setting for tripping up the stairs. Yeah. If you go to sessions or listen to Cheapton albums or that sort of thing, you've almost certainly heard Tripping Up the Stairs. It's a solid tune. Um, like I said before, when I first saw the title, I got excited about it, but it's, it's really quite different. Um, the older, I mean, it's not even different. It's a different tune. A trip upstairs or trip upstairs. Um, it's just a different tune than the session tune that we play today. Uh, so let's go back to the oldest setting. So, um, as far as I could find kind of using traditional tune archive and searching around uh, a trip upstairs first shows up around 1756 uh, and it shows up in a couple places right away in 1756. So it's clearly already a well-established tune. I think um, there's also not a lot of differences. I wish I could see the, um, so the t- the two places it shows up is in Rutherford's country dance book and in John Walsh's complete country dancing master book. I haven't been able to see like an actual image of John Walsh's. There's just an ABC notation for it. And the ABC notation is, I think note for note the same as Rutherford. Um yeah. So um I know Walsh was definitely no he was not afraid of getting a hold of somebody else's um, you know. Uh, templates and printing them. So maybe Walsh just reprinted Rutherford. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but yeah, very similar tune. Uh, if, if Walsh isn't copying the actual, like actually reusing the plates that Rutherford did for the music, um, the fact that they both come out in 1756 speaks to me that like, oh, this tune has been around a while and it's probably other places as well. I just didn't find them. Uh, but anyway, certainly a well enough established tune in 1756 to show up in these two books. Um, all of the different settings for trip upstairs there's basically two options they either start on d or they start on low d uh, which for this podcast means that it's either already written comfortably for highland piping or it's written where you'd expect it for ellen pipes Uh, you can play it on ellen pipes if it starts at d as well and actually that's how i how i did it um but yeah, that's just where where the setting is. So anyway, let's start with uh, Rutherford's setting for a trip upstairs from 1756. It makes sense to kind of chronologically go with the next one i didn't record walsh's because it's exactly the same and kind of along those same lines uh again 1757 ish uh thompson's complete collection of 200 favorite country dances has it in there as well and again it's pretty much note for note uh the same there are some kind of little sweeping connecting lines above some of the runs that you don't see in rutherford but again i only have an abc notation i haven't seen uh, an actual hard copy of thompson's complete collection of 200 favorite country dances volume one so uh, this might be just abc choices um But yeah, I'll play it here on Scottish Small Pipes. Uh, Thompson also has it where it would be comfortable for playing it on Highland Pipes. Uh, I'm recording it on Small Pipes. And ironically, I'm using a D Small Pipe Chanter, so that means that technically it is. I'm playing it as if it starts for, you know, down on low D, but um, just to show that it is the same notation and will look very comfortable to everybody. I've been playing around with... um, I've been playing around for years, I guess, with corking the bottom of my Small Pipe Chanter in order to kind of make it sound like a Northumbrian small pipe chanter, And I, after I was hanging out with uh, Sean Reedy and I, he told me about his regulator uh, plans for small pipes and how he has like a foot pedal to control a drone to, to function like a regulator would for inland pipes. And I had this epiphany of like, Oh, I could just actually, rather than using potty, I could just put a cork, Uh, like a wooden cork and tie it to a string and then i could pull the cork out whenever i wanted to switch between plugged or non-plugged and i felt very smart and then uh, i recorded a video of me doing it and then realized like oh dummy you can just put it on your knee like an ellen pipe channer like an ellen pipe channer has done for hundreds of years you don't need a cork attached to a string Uh, anyway feeling pretty pretty silly um and so in this version, I, I play around with that a little bit, I think. Um, but anyway, you can hear the tune. It sounds pretty nice on Highland pipes or on, on small pipes. Um, this is where the audio quality takes a dive. Like I said, I don't really know why. I was kind of surprised that Rutherford didn't have this kind of gargly sound, but you'll definitely hear a dip in the recording quality on this Scottish small pipe setting for Trip Upstairs from Thompson's Complete Collection of Country Dances from 1757. So yeah, I really don't know what happened with the audio. So if, uh, if anybody is an audio wizard that recognizes that kind of weird muted sound, uh, let me know. I think it... I mean, I'm kind of surprised that it's not happening on this file and uh, whatever, so I'm not going to complain about it anymore. And I got a new microphone out of the deal, so, you know, whatever. Um, anyway, chronologically, there is another tune called A Trip Upstairs uh, that shows up in 1788 um, from Neil Stewart's kind of selection of Scots, English, Irish, from Foreign Airs, Jigs and Marches. I am a little afraid that I may have played some of Neil Stewart's stuff in the past and assumed it was James Aird because the title is so similar and the dates are so similar um but uh but yeah i mean the there's always links to the selections i'm using in the show notes so if you follow those those links you'll be able to figure out who it is even if i make a misspeak uh or even if i misspeak uh the other thing i've been doing this season if you aren't already aware on the patreon account i've been uploading pdfs of all of the tunes i'm playing so if clicking through the internet's links and looking at stuff isn't your bag um if you're on Patreon, you just get like a little tune book, uh, I guess, for every episode, uh, the tunes that are available for like copyright reasons to share anyway. Uh, anyway, so I'm not going to play that Neil Stewart's version of A Trip Upstairs. It's a really lovely tune, but it is again, a completely different one. So we're going to kind of follow the the thread of Trip Upstairs first, uh, and then we'll go back and and pick up Neil Stewart's setting afterwards which means chronologically the next one is O'Farrell's so O'Farrell has it as a trip upstairs in 1806 Oftentimes, O'Farrell puts little kind of nationality markers on it, and he says this one is Irish, and this is from volume two of the Pocket Companion series, so it means it's probably around 1805, 1806-ish. Uh, I don't have... I never have a great handle on when O'Farrell's stuff was published, but I know it's the first ten years of the 19th century, and it seems like his tutor was published around 1799 or 1800 or so. I probably should just look at Roddy Cannon's bibliography, and then I wouldn't have a question about this, but uh what do you think this is a professional podcast come on Uh, anyway so here is O'Farrell setting uh this one starts down on low d and uh as again pretty darn good and pretty uh, there are some differences other than just where it's setting uh O'Farrell doesn't have those runs of 16th notes ever um it's just a straight kind of just a straight jig so anyway here is O'Farrell setting for trip upstairs it seems like those audio issues may have gone away in transferring them over. So it probably has nothing to do with the Hertz level. The track was at. I don't, I don't really know. Uh, anyway, so that was O'Farrell setting. Let's look next to Canon Goodman. So like I said, there's sort of the, the two main thrusts. I think of it as, um, starting at D or starting at low D, but really, and in Goodman, it's sort of the same way, except that the low D starting point is a lead in note, really. Um, yeah, it's a lead-in note. Anyway, so Goodman has it, so he has it in like the setting where it starts and low D, except we don't have that lead-in note. So it actually starts on G and in Goodman's setting for it that starts on G, it's also got three parts, um, but there's no lead-in note. So anyway, here is the uh, Trip It Up The Stairs, or Trip It upstairs from Canon Goodman's volume one uh, with three parts. All right, and here is the much more kind of recognizable trip it upstairs from Goodman Volume 2, starting in D, um, like everything else, or like the the earlier settings, um, and not having the run of 16th notes, um, similar to how O'Farrell had it, too. So anyway, here it is. tune um i don't know if it's played much i don't think i've actually heard it uh on anything that i can think of but is this already a tune in your repertoire you like it uh, let me know uh okay and let's go back all the way back to 1788 to look at that aired clone uh book of neil stewart's uh this is a trip upstairs it is a wildly different tune and kind of lovely it has that vibe of like an english country dance or um like a theater piece to me um but i'm, I'm kind of inclined to really like that type of music so anyway here is the 1788 setting for a trip upstairs up the kind of historic settings for trip upstairs but it doesn't really answer our tripping up the stairs question of the session tune um looking around you know it's it's probably no secret at this point that these episodes have more and more become me playing through all the tunes on traditional tune archive with occasionally me looking for my own stuff too or looking at um kind of the notes in Matt Seattle's or Pete Stewart's book so um so that's what I'm doing with these two and looking at tripping upstairs you know, it, it seems like there are a handful of slight variations on this tune uh, and throughout the 20th century with different names. Um, maybe Jew jig is the oldest setting, but I couldn't find that written anywhere. Um, Saco's jig or Sacho's jig. Syracuse. Uh, I'm um, not sure kind of what that means or what it's for. Syracuse is from... Uh, It gets recorded in the 60s. Uh, It's in McNulty's Dance Music of Ireland book. I couldn't actually find an archive version of that. I think it's too current and still a sold book, but it's on traditional tune archive. That's really recognizable to me as uh, tripping up the stairs. Um, So I'll play you that. But the the oldest setting uh, that I could find with that name kind of associated with that melody is, uh, again, you know, courtesy of... The um, traditional tune archive kind of clued me into an old recording done by um, Frank Quinn or Francis Quinn, and you can listen to it on uh, Itma's website uh, by Francis Quinn uh, and then another person on piano. But it's it's kind of a different tune as well. Like you can definitely hear the B part of uh, Tripping Upstairs in this in this recording. The A part's a little bit different. Uh, Connor Ward and some folks over at the Um, group the 78th irish traditional music or irish music 78s or something facebook group Uh, we were posting about it and uh, connor ward who's done quite a bit of look uh, kind of work on francis quinn thinks that it's the swallowtail and then this other tune called the champion maybe Uh, but like i said to me the b part Definitely is, you know, where we get our tripping upstairs sound now. And that is the title that Frank Quinn gave it on the, the old 78 from 1921. So anyway, here is the recording courtesy of ITMA. They have it uh, hosted on their website under Creative Commons license, so I can play it for you. Uh, Francis Quinn was an accordion player. and I think he's being accompanied on piano. So yeah, like I said, I went to the group... The uh, name of the group is the ITM78 group. It's an awesome resource. People posting old records and wax cylinders and things. Um, I mean, mostly 78s, I guess. Um, but yeah, I went looking for... This version of Frank, or that version of Frank Quinn playing and uh, somebody that's done quite a lot of work on uh, Francis Quinn, it seems uh, Connor Ward kind of offered up some commentary on them. And like I said, he thought it was a combination of the Swallowtails and the Champion. Definitely can hear Swallow's tail. Um, not 100% sure about hearing Champion, but I love Champion so much. Um, but since it's called Tripping Up the Stairs uh, or trip, trip It Up the Stairs, you can really see that this is sort of the... the predecessor to the tune that we all play at sessions today i think um but if you're anything like me and you're like yeah i recognize swallowtail but what is the b part of swallowtail supposed to be i'll just play it here for you uh this is swallowtail could be its own episode there's a lot of kind of 19th and early 20th century versions of it with different titles it even shows up in barry Shear's collection um up in cape Breton. so i'm just gonna not talk about any of that and just play a quick version of it It's clear that it would be worth a whole episode in its own right, and I'm not doing that today. So anyway, this is from Robin's uh, collection of uh, music. What's the actual title of that book? Uh, Robin's collection of 200 jigs, reels, and country dances for piano, violin, flute, or mandolin. Uh, Anyway, published around 1933, and this is Robin's setting for Swallowtail. that i actually hear i mean the the b part to champion i don't know it's it's similar this is a really cool tune though especially for somebody that's kind of new to having a keyed ellen pipe chanter um there are some high c's in it that are pretty fun to to kind of get the key working correctly so uh this is again thanks to connor ward for driving kind of drawing my attention to this and this is champion also from the robins collection A very cool tune, definitely from kind of outside the time period I'm generally interested in, but lovely, lovely stuff. Um, well, that about does it. I guess I have one more recording of Syracuse or whatever it's supposed to be Sakao, Syracuse, whatever. Um, this is from the 1960s. Uh, like I was saying, I got it off of the um, traditional tune archive kind of ABC notation of it, but uh, I guess I'll put it here just to. Put a tight little bow around our Tripping Up the Stairs episode. So, you know, a good 30 years later, um, Tripping Up the Stairs shows up in this collection anyway, and seems like it's old hat, and definitely recognizable as our session tune today. So I think that about does it for tripping up the stairs or trip up the stairs or a trip to the stairs or whatever. Um, Syracuse, however you're supposed to spell that. I'm guessing since the traditional tune archive entry has several names for this tune, which are like sack um, that Syracuse is almost certainly supposed to be pronounced something similar to sackows or shot or something along those lines. Anyway. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. I think we'll go out on a William Dixon tune. I haven't played a single Dixon tune in season six and, uh, I've been playing them a lot, uh, around the house. I was thinking about competing in the LBPS competition coming up. Um, but I'm, I don't think I'm going to have a set of small pipes or border pipes that I'll enjoy playing by then, uh, terribly much. Um, But anyway, here is a tune, Dicks Away, from William Dixon's Manuscripts from 1733. Uh, I'm playing it because Jamie Campbell kind of asked me to, uh, which is sort of my favorite way to play a tune, is if somebody's like, hey, can you play this? And especially if you're like, can you play this old tune that I can't quite figure out? Um, So anyway, uh, check out Jamie Campbell's YouTube page. He's playing through a lot of... Um, William Dixon stuff over there, um, Small Pipes and and various other interesting tunes for people that like the podcast will probably enjoy many of the tunes over there. So uh, I think you can search for Jamie Campbell on YouTube. It might come up. Otherwise, there'll be a link to his page in the description. Uh, Mostly, like I said, if you have any... um, yeah, if you have any feedback for where you listen to the podcast and if it's too quiet or too loud or that sort of thing, um, please send it in to waytotwag at gmail.com. Uh, there's links to all that in the description, as always. And yeah, hope everybody is doing well. Next week, we'll be back with another episode. Uh, that one, we're going to look at uh, number three of Fitzmaurice's collection of Irish tunes. And I'm also going to start playing through um, Jackson's airs from Goodman. So another kind of and Pipe-heavy episode. I realized that, There hadn't really been an Illin Pipe episode this season, so I wanted to do a couple here. So, anyway, cheers. Here is Dicks Away from William Dixon.